world of time and space. He lives in the spectrum of the universe. When he ventures beyond this limit, he is in the unknown, a realm where strange forces are brought into play. When man attempts to misuse these forces, he is sometimes destroyed. This is Macabre. The Far East Network presents, in special performance, Macabre. Tonight's story, The Midnight Horseman. Gentlemen, if you will step down this corridor, I will show you some of the newer paintings which have just arrived. Really, Roderick, that's all I've heard about since I married you. The house looks like an art gallery now. Come on, Belle. Let's see what the man has. Jason, you and Ella are with us? Yes, Rod. Thanks to you, I know every art dealer in town personally. Don't be so hard on the boy, Ella. Why, he shops for paintings as you would for hats. Who knows? Someday he might find a lost Rembrandt. Hush! Ladies and gentlemen, here is the find of the century. The artist is an unknown Oliver Turnquist. It is called The Lake. What is the price? Uh, its value has not yet been determined. It was part of an estate sale we purchased recently in Europe. I should say in the neighborhood of $10,000. Notice the clean strokes of the brush, the kind of In the corner. Do you see that? No. Where? The picture of a knight on horseback. What do you do whispering about? Yes, I see it. Uh, may we see the painting of the horseman? The horseman? Yes, the uh, old canvas in the corner. Oh. The one with the knight. Ah, uh, that one. Uh, that really is not for sale. It shouldn't even be out here. Then why is it on display? It, it was part of the state sale I mentioned. A very sketchy background. A painter unknown. I, I, I intended to repack it. Oh, Jason, he's trying to be mysterious to up the price. Does it have a title? Yes, the, the Midnight Horseman. Dates from the 13th century. <laughs> what an ideal wedding present for you and Jason, Ella. Ghastly. Besides, he hasn't asked me. She said that all Irishmen marry late in life. I'll get around to it, my dear, in time. May I have a closer look? I would prefer not to show this Mr. Book. Brum, we just want to look. Very well. But I cannot be responsible. You bring this on yourself. Don't let him stick you now, Roderick. That's an old gag. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. A portrait, one that should never have been painted. An old canvas, 700-some-odd years. I ask you to examine it quickly and then allow me to put it away. Oh, Roderick, it's terrifying. You're not going to buy that. I won't have it in the house. I'm just looking at it, Belle. Magnificent. A black-hooded knight with a silver lance, seated on a white horse. Buy it. It is supposed to have been posed by a knight about 1250 A.D., he was betrothed to the Princess Belinda when she was abducted and slain by a ruthless baron. Years afterward, he would search the inns by night in quest of the slayer. The legend grew. It was set centuries later that the flying hoofs of the midnight horseman could be heard searching the countryside for his beloved Belinda and the cruel baron. An interesting story, but I don't see why you should be so upset by it. You see, sir, the, the portrait's been in my possession about ten days it's hard to explain, but it seems to be more than just a portrait. I am afraid of it. Fine showmanship. That lad, Mr. Collin. He's just raised the price by at least 10000 Why, it's just awful, sitting there with that black hood. He looks like a, a hangman. Roderick, I won't have it in the house, and that's final. Ah, good. I, I'll read Wait, it from... Mr. Blum. What do you think, Jason? For some reason, I think the man is actually frightened by his superstitious ignorance. The painting is a masterpiece. Nothing else. Buy it if you can. I'll give you 10000 Please, Mr. Linfield, you are a man of wealth, and I, I am but a poor dealer in the arts. Do not tempt me. I've got to have that portrait. 12000 Don't do it, Roderick, for my sake. Fifteen. My final bid. What do you say, Mr. Blum? <sighs> a hard bargain. Very well, if you must. Good boy, Roderick. Good boy. I do so with reluctance. They say that man makes his own hell. I hope you haven't just made your own. 
supper fit for a king, Belle. I'm going to hire that cook right out from under your pretty nose one of these days. <laughs> I'm glad you and Ella could stay, Jason. <laughs> uh, Brinkley? Yes, sir. We'll take our drinks in the library. Very well, sir. You girls join us? Oh, no, not with that picture in there we won't. Go ahead. We have plenty of girl talk to catch up on anyway, don't we, Belle? Come on, Roderick. <laughs> it seems we're not very popular with the fair sex at the moment. Right, we'll see you later. Ah, wonderful, girls. Wonderful. I may just marry other one of these days. Now, don't get carried away. Hmm. What happened to the heat? Do you feel a chill? Hmm, since you mentioned it, yes. I'll have Brinkley check it out when he brings our drinks. Now, let's examine the prize. Where did you put it? It's already hung over the fireplace. Hmm. A magnificent find. Oh, you stole it at the price. There he sits, a hooded knight in black armor, poised, waiting. I see what the art dealer meant. Look, Roderick, at the lance he carries. I can almost understand Bloom's feeling that he's more than a portrait. Yes. At any moment, you expect him to hurl the lance. There's something about it, Jason. Take the hood. Can't see his face, but his eyes seem to burn right through. Yes. That proves my suspicions. Roderick, I think I know what's wrong with this portrait. Shall I serve the drinks, sir? Yes, uh, Brinkley, bring them in. Uh, Brinkley... Is there anything wrong with the heating system here in the library? Oh, why, no, sir. Then why is this room so cold? Strange, sir. It became this way shortly after you returned from the city today. I see. Thank you, Brinkley. That'll be all. Yes, sir. What do you make of that? My boy, I'm going to spend the night by the portrait. I'll need my notes. They're in Ella's car. And your book's on the occult. Jason, you're about ready to leave? You're taking up these people's whole day. Ella, I'm not going with you tonight. What? Ella, dear, drive home like a good girl now. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. You're spending the night here? I have a few notes to make. Jason Van Horn, you're heading for trouble. I'm psychic, you know. There's something wrong with that portrait. I'm warning you to leave it alone. Ella, Ella, will you go home? Ella, will you go home? Who do you think you are anyway? Well, let me tell you, it's just as well I didn't marry you. Take my notes out of the car before you leave. <laughs> She's a spirited little devil, isn't she? I think you should go with her and forget the whole thing. Roderick, my boy, leave old Jason alone now. I promise you that by morning we'll have some news. We'll know exactly why they are afraid of the Midnight Horseman. Want to talk to Belle? Please, may I? Yes, Mr. Mullet. For you, Belle. Thank you. Ella, are you all right? What's wrong? Is Jason still there? I guess so. We left him down in the library after you left. Why? Oh. Ye God, what's eating her? Shh. Ella, is there anything wrong? It's hard to explain. I get those feelings. I don't understand them myself, Belle. Jason's in trouble. Please ask Roger to look in on him. Why, of course, dear. Now, don't you worry about a thing. I'm sure he's fine, but we'll check just to make certain. Oh, thanks. Go back to sleep, dear. I'll call you tomorrow. Good night. Now, what the devil was that all about? Ella's worried about Jason. Maybe you'd better go down and see if he is all right. What could happen in the library? He's probably asleep. Rod, would you mind looking? I told her you would. <sighs> I think it's high time she married Jason. Getting more like an old maid every day. Oh, Rod. All right. I'll go down to humor both of you. Guess I have to agree. That picture is causing too much trouble. Maybe it had better go. sound from in there. He must be asleep. I'll knock quietly on the door. Mr. Van Horn asked not to be disturbed, sir. Uh, Brinkley, what are you doing up? I have an upset stomach, sir. I went to the kitchen for a remedy. Did you check on Mr. Van Horn? No, sir. As I said, he asked not to be disturbed. When did you retire? About 11, sir. To your knowledge, is he still in there? Yes, sir. I have heard nothing since you left him last evening. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd better have a look. Jason? 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 Are you in there? Perhaps we should go in, sir. Yes, frankly, perhaps we should. Strange. There seems to be no heat in the library. No light either. Don't turn it on yet. 
Although it shouldn't be off if he's working. Look around. Can you see him? No, sir. Something peculiar here. Jason. Uh, the portrait. It's no longer over the fireplace. Brinkley, by the hearth. Shadow. Yes, I see it. It's sitting on the floor. Does that look like Jason to you? No, sir. Quick, the light. We may be too late. What? It's Mr. Van Horn sitting on the floor in front of the portrait. His, his eyes are open, sir. But he doesn't move. Is, is he dead, sir? We'll see. Hmm. Pulse is all right. No? Some kind of trance. Jason, snap out of it. Wake up. Uh, perhaps if we turn the portrait around, he seems to be staring at it. Go ahead. Try it. Uh, there, sir. Yes. He's stirring. Uh, what the... What's the matter here? Get us some brandy, Brinkley. Yes, sir. And remember, not a word of this to Mrs. Winfield. I quite understand, sir. Roderick, I thought I told what you... What time do you think it is? Oh, why, just a little after midnight. Now, what was it's that? It's nearly 4.30, Jason. I see. Thanks, Roderick. You were staring at the portrait. Apparently, among its accomplishments, is a strong hypnotic power. What did you find out? No wonder Blum didn't want to sell... He also knew the truth. Meaning? My boy, this was painted by a medieval alchemist or a man with occult powers. An entire ritual is depicted in symbolism. I've copied it down on paper. See? Mm. What does it add up to? Just this. Give me a day to correct these figures. Tonight we'll perform an experiment that has waited through seven centuries for fulfillment. What are you talking about? Roderick, lad, if I can duplicate this ritual faithfully, tonight... Right here in the library, we may stand face to face with the real Midnight Horseman. What's the time? Nearly midnight. Everything is set. Portrait in a square, facing north. We've drawn a circle around us. Each holds a fresh tree branch. Exactly at midnight, we recite the words. This is a rare moment, Rod. There's something unnatural about this, Jason. As a, as if we were trying to play God. The ritual wouldn't exist if it weren't maybe used. All I did was buy a portrait. Now look how it turned out. If we're able to do this tonight, we'll go down in history as the first men to span seven centuries. You don't want to forget what that man is looking for. Shh. Midnight. Here we go. Ready? I don't like it at all. Good. That'll add tension. That's good. Hear the words, lad. Let's say them slowly and clearly. Absalom. Bada. Getta. Lum. An. Jectai Hear anything? No, just the clock. What went wrong? Let's see. Quick, drop your branch over the picture. I would forget that. Now the timing's off. Sit very still. It may work yet. Jason, you believe in too many old wives' tales. Shh! Don't scoff at things you don't understand. It should begin with the sound of a cold wind. Then we'll hear the hoofbeats of a horse approaching. Just be patient, Roderick. It didn't work. Hmm. I can't understand what went wrong. I was so careful. Well, well, that's that for tonight. Wait. Do you hear it? The wind. He's coming. We've won. No. In a moment, he'll stand here as big as life. No, stop it, Jason. We did it, lad. <laughs> We did it! You pulled the picture out of the square when we were so close. Why? Uh, I couldn't go through with it. It's unholy, Jason. We shouldn't be doing this. Lad, I'm disappointed in you. Now we'll have to pick another night to start all over again. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Jason. You can try again tomorrow if you like. Busy then. Have to wait till the day after. Okay, the day after. All right, at least we are certain now. It's just a question of time until we meet the man in person. In this very room.
Bentley, there's no reason for you to remain up. Yes, sir. It's quite cool in the library. Shall I bring you a coat? No, thank you. Mr. Van Horn did not come tonight. That's right. It's nearly midnight, Brinkley. I don't want to be disturbed further. Yes, sir. I quite understand, sir. Ring if you need me, sir. Yes, sir. Good night. Good night. I wonder if I should try it by myself. Jason would be pretty disappointed if it worked and he weren't here, though. <sighs> Cold in this room. Jason thinks it's caused by some field of force around on the picture. The portrait. There it hangs above the fireplace. A hooded knight. Like a hangman out of some distant nightmare. Bell's right. It is terrifying. Wait. I can't look away. I'm being hipped. No, no, no. I did it. Jason was right. Don't stare at the horseman. Lord, it's uncanny. What's the time? A minute to twelve. Should I try? Why not? Have to hurry, though. Take the picture down. Place it on the floor. Where's a tree branch? Oh, it's under the couch. There. Now, draw a square with it around the portrait. Mm-hmm. Okay. And circle around that. A picture of the north. Hmm. Now, what did I forget? Something else. Oh, yes. Draw a big circle around the picture and me. made it. The words. What are the words? Floss them. Oh, no. So close. Put them down. They must be somewhere. But where? Be too late in a moment. Must be recited at midnight. Ah. In my pocket. That's it. That's it. Here they are. Quick. Read the words. Absam. Badha. Betha. Lum. An. branch on the portrait. There. Ah, the wind. I don't hear it. What did I do wrong? I didn't leave out a thing. It's supposed to work. Hmm. Might as well gather the stuff up and put it back, I guess. Wait. Wind. I did it. Hey. The room seems wavy. Eyes playing tricks on me. for this room. Oh, the room is so wavy. Feel the force in the portrait. Shall I stop him while I can? Not how do I know he won't kill. I can pull the picture out of the square and stop him. What? What should I do? <laughs> Bell! Right. All right, darling. Are you all right? Are you all right? Bell, you spoiled the whole thing. I was looking outside and I heard everything. Please, darling, stop this while you can. I'm so afraid. I thought you were asleep. You, you weren't supposed to know anything about it. What you're doing is evil. But I haven't done a thing yet. You can and would if I hadn't stopped you. Oh, I, I'm confused. I haven't seen a thing. All, all that's happened is the sound. Oh, well, I'm lucky that's all that happened. I'm sorry, darling. Here, dry the tears. Promise me, Rod. Promise me you won't try it again. I can't. Oh, you'll be sorry. Make a deal with you. First, I want to see you smile, though. No. Yes, come on. A big one. Oh, Rod. Hold me close. <laughs> That's better. Poor little girl. You were frightened. Make a deal with you. Okay. What is it? Tomorrow is Friday. Jason's coming over tomorrow night. We'll try once more. And this time, if it doesn't work, we'll quit. What if it does? Are you game? Oh, Rod. I've got to find out. How about it? I'm against it. But if you must... Well, well, I want to be here with you. Check. Just one more time, then. I've got to find out if the Midnight Horseman can be brought into being. Hello? Hello, is this Eric Blum? That's right. I'm Miss Ella Case. It's about the portrait you sold Roderick Winfield. It's quite late, Miss. We've read some kind of symbolism in it. Say what? That's the reason I didn't want to sell it. Are you certain? Some rich, I believe, they perform at midnight. Where? At the Winfields. For all I know, they may try again tonight. Lord, it's 11.30. What is your address, Miss Case? 246 Maple Drive. Not a moment to lose. Pick you up in ten minutes. If they bring that 
Nearly 12. This time we go all the way. I'll let the servants off tonight so we won't be disturbed. Good. Are you ready, Belle? Yes. Get it over, Jason. And remember, this is the last time. I promised it would be. Take your places. When the clock strikes, throw your branches on the picture and recite the words. Come what may, we won't try to stop it. Take it easy, Belle. Everything's going to be all right. The branches, quick! The words now. We'll read them together. Asom, Bada, Yeta, Lum, And, Jektai, Sum. Shh! It should begin now. Listen! I wonder if it'll work again. It takes time. Listen! There it is. It's working! It's working! Rod, you can still stop him. I missed the chance of a lifetime. Look, the room. It's getting wiggly. Be quiet. In a moment, a man centuries old will stand before us. Living, breathing. I'm Belle, you promised. Stop him. It's our last chance. He'll kill us. You've got to stop him. Too late, Belle. That house is about to crack through those windows. I'll pull the picture out myself. Oh! from the horseman. You can see his face. It's Jason. You have just heard Macabre, a special Far East Network presentation. Tonight's story was The Midnight Horseman. In our cast were John Buey as Jason, Frankie Oka as Belle, William Verdier as Roderick, Sandra Mori as Ella, Walt Sheldon as Eric Blum, and Milton Radmilovich as Brinkley. Technical supervision was by Airman First Class Larry Dooley with sound patterns by Airman First Class James Conley. This is Air Force Sergeant Al LePage speaking. Macabre was written and directed by William Verdier. comes to you each week at this time through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.
space. He lives in a spectrum of the universe. When he ventures beyond this limit, he is in the unknown, a realm where strange forces are brought into play. When man attempts to misuse these forces, he is sometimes destroyed. This is macabre. Far East Network presents, in special performance, Macabre. Tonight's story, The Avenger. The night is warm and dark, except for the moon vainly trying to pierce a thickening sky. There is a lonely light in a library window at Hale Manor. Outside, in the vine-strewn garden, a dark figure steals quietly to the flagstone terrace, pauses as if sniffing a scent, and then moves in an animal crouch toward the light in the window. Dr. Burton Hale sits in the library, reading, unaware that had he glanced at the window, he might have seen something pass. Something with a frightful look. Something that now was trying the knob of the French doors leading from the terrace to the library. Who's there? Who's there, I say? Strange, it sounded like someone on the terrace. Perhaps I'd better see. Is anyone out there? Who is on this terrace? Dan Forrest. Dan, what the... Quick, let me in. What's wrong with you, Dan? Time to talk. Lock the door. Turn off the light. Now, just a minute. Do as I say, Doctor. Good. It's better. See anything out the window? What am I supposed to look for? I'm serious. Something tried to kill me. I barely made it over here. You're overwrought. Sit down, Dan. I'll get you a sedative. I'm a friend in trouble, not a patient, Doc. Have you been drinking? That's a great idea. Scotch. Make it big. All right. You could use one. Have a seat. I'll be with you in a minute. Yeah. Thanks. I'm not trying to pry into your personal affairs, Dan, but I really think you owe me an explanation. Yeah, I do. I've known you 20 years. You're as sound as a dollar. What makes you think that someone is trying to kill you? Judge for yourself. Started yesterday morning. I was crossing 3rd Avenue. I just stepped off the curb and a parked cab tried to run me down. Well, coincidence. Wait, this is more. Today, had a construction project. A bean slipped from a crane. Almost crushed me. Damn, accidents will happen. It doesn't stop there. Tonight, I left my hotel room about 8. I walked past a dark alley. A shot rang out bullet missed by inches. I hopped into my car, made a bad dash for your place. But whatever is after me followed, it's out there in your garden. Oh, this shot may have been a backfire. With a ricochet? Have you any idea who it might be? No. Dan, people need reasons to kill. You've never hurt anyone in your whole life. You're alarmed over a set of coincidences. I tell you something followed me here. Could have been a policeman. You know, you did look like a burglar. I was afraid I'd be a target in front, so I came through the garden. What's that? Came from the terrace. Where are you going? Stay back. I'll have a look. What do you see? Be quiet, Dan. Was it anything? Couldn't tell. Flower pot overturned. Probably just a dog. Uh, sure. Dog's going to climb that eight-foot wall out there. You won't be satisfied until I call the police. No, we can't do that. Then there's something you haven't told me. That's right, Doc. If attempts are being made in your life, they must be stopped. I didn't want to believe this myself. Now it's clear. You remember the trip I made to Africa last year? Yes, you were doing research for a book. We had stopped for the night at the edge of a village deep in the jungle. After supper, I decided to go for a walk. It was a hot, stifling night. Another member of our party, Jeff Clayton from London, joined me. For some reason, our conversation drifted. They don't seem unfriendly. But one never can tell. That's why I pack an old map on field trips such as this, just in case. We've uh, walked far enough, Jeff. Don't want to get too far from camp. Oh, it's all right. Better start back. You know, mosquitoes starting in. You know, speaking of natives, we haven't seen a single one tonight. There don't seem any white men in this area. They're very likely avoiding us. Wait. A clump of trees. Flash your light over there. Right, huh? Yeah. Looks like a temple. Mm-hmm. Come on. Let's see what it is. Take it easy, Dan. They are sometimes sticky about their temples. We'll just have a look. There's no harm in that. No, I guess not. 
Where do you suppose they got all the white stone? It's all in white. Well built, too. But for a primitive native tribe, you might say so. They can be deucedly clever in certain ways. There it is. Look here, I don't mean to cry wolf, Dan, but the, the missing natives are, are not, not so missing now. Two are staring from those bushes. Well, then they're just admiring their craftsmanship. Let's go inside. Hold it, Dan. One of the natives is motioning to us. Don't, don't go in, Dan. He's waving you off. I told you they'd be sticky about this. Entertain him, Jeff. He's more your type. Take on him, Mother. I'll just glance inside. Don't, Dan. Come back. There'll be trouble. You're violating their sacred temple. Well, now you've done it. I, I don't know what they're chanting, but it's no lullaby. Wait, come out of there, Dan. Come on, get out of that temple. Dan! Remarkable structure for the middle of a jungle. Let's, let's make a break for it. Uh-oh. They've stopped the chant. An old man in a robe. He's walking toward us. White man, go in sacred temple. White man, evil. He speaks good English. He's probably taught by a missionary. Only spirit, go in temple. White man, die. Here it comes, that old hokum. Spirit's angry. Say, white man, die. Twelve fools. I say, old man, let's get back to the camp before they get by to return, return to the camp. I didn't give it any further thought. I'm not superstitious. I believe in all that stuff anyway, Doc. I don't think it has any connection. Is that all? Not quite. In researching the temple, I'll learn something else about this particular tribe that might have a bearing. When anyone harms them, they either kill him on the spot or send a sort of avenger to perform a ceremonial execution rite. They track one man to South America. I forgot the whole thing until yesterday. It looks as if they didn't, though. Tomorrow is the twelfth full moon since I went into that temple. From all appearances, something is after me. Have you told anyone else about these attacks on your life? No, there were no witnesses. The police would say coincidence. And so would I. You're a fine mystery writer. Why don't you leave the plots on the bookshelves where they belong? I know. That's why I've kept it to myself. I don't want to be a laughingstock. Just think. Mystery writer Daniel Forrest takes plots seriously. <laughs> Runs from the Avenger instead of critics. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy, Dan. Say, where's Joanne? Waiting, I guess. I was on my way to see her when I panicked over the shot. Why don't you keep the date? Yeah, I think I will. And uh, thanks for listening to my troubles. Forget the other. It's sheer nonsense. What if it happens again? Then we might assume, might mind you, that your life is in danger. Mm. You dance divinely, darling. Yeah, I guess I do. Dan, are you all right? Huh? You seem a thousand miles away tonight. Uh, look, young lady, I'm relaxing. Close your eyes and enjoy the music. You never did say why you were so late. Joanne, I have other things to do besides court you. I uh, was busy. Speaking of courting, we've known each other four months. We had planned to set a date. I hadn't forgotten. I'll have to wait a few days until I settle something. My poor darling, you are worried. Tell me what it is. No, it's nothing, really. And hold me close. You can't dance and worry, too. Joanne, I do love you. I might allow you to kiss me, if you've tried. <sighs> Dan, was anyone supposed to meet you here tonight? Oh, of course not. What a ridiculous question. I felt watched all evening. I told you not to wear that dress. I'm serious. Isn't that someone sitting at our table? Yeah. Would be in the shadows. Can't tell whether it's a man or woman. Come on crowd on the dance floor. Pardon us, please. May we get through? Hang on, Halpush. We're in a hurry. Let us by, please. There's our table, Dan. It's empty. They, they've gone. That's strange. We both saw someone sitting there, didn't we? I thought so. I could just have seen who... Look, a burning cigarette. There was someone here. Hmm. American brand. Doesn't tell us a thing. Dan, please. Is there anything wrong? I, I have to admit, Joanne. I'm afraid there is. Well... What is it, darling? Take a cab and go straight home. Without you? Go ahead. I'll call in the morning and explain. But, Dan, I don't understand. You want to get home, don't you? Yes, of course. Go, I... Joanne, while you can. Before they decide to get you, too. <laughs> Never fails. Dead of night. Hello. Hello? Phone did ring, didn't it? Hello? What? Hung up. It was someone. Hello? Who are you? Hello? 
May I help you? Who is this? The night clerk, sir. Have you finished your call? What call? What the devil are you talking about? Someone phoned you, sir. They rang your room and left the line when you answered. Who was it? I'm sorry, sir. They didn't say. Who didn't say? A man or a woman? Really, sir. It was a horse voice. I, I, I couldn't say. Always get their names first, you understand? Yes, sir. Anything else, sir? Yeah. Get me Plymouth 50067. Yes, sir. Call it imagination if you like. No mistake now. They're after me. Who could it be? I haven't the slightest idea. Hello? Hi, Doc. Dan. Oh. Are you all right? Yeah, but they're closing in. Any further developments? Watched us all evening. Someone just called me at my hotel room. Oh, who? Hung up without speaking. I have no idea. Uh-huh. Still doesn't prove anything, Dan. Might be a prankster. No one else knows anything about the Temple episode, except you and Clayton. That's true. Tell you what. There's a little museum on the east side specializes in African tribal relics run by Professor Maringo. We'll go there in the morning. This professor is an authority on native superstitions. He may be able to help. Yeah. Thanks, Doc. And Dan, assuming what you said is true, we won't take any chances. Lock the windows and door. When I pick you up tomorrow, I want to find you alive. <laughs> Professor Moringo? Oh, Dr. Hale and Mr. Forrest. Come in, come in. We'll try not to take too much of your time. No, Doctor. Won't you sit down? Ah, oh, thank you. I told you the basic problem on the phone. Mr. Forrest here can fill you in further. I've read your books, Mr. Forrest. Very good. Yes, indeed. What is happening to you is like a book come true. Improbable, but true. Are you familiar with the tribe I offended? Let me say I know something of them. The fact they are primitive in no way dulls the intensity for their way of life. They are uh, quiet, unassuming people, fervent believers in their own ideology. Mr. Forrest, do you know what spells and death prayers are? I have an idea. They are very real, indulged in by these primitive people. By these methods, they have been known to kill halfway around the world. I'm not saying you are under attack. However, if you violated the temple, you will not go free. The curse of 12 moons means you will die on the night of the 12th full moon. Or, pardon the direct reference, tonight. Now, I'm not telling you this will happen. I am I'm only saying it is possible. You think they meant what they said? I'm afraid they do. I can tell you in a few moments if you are under a prayer of death. Princess Ulanga lives with me. I, I rescued her from this same tribe. She became an outcast for some reason and was about to be killed. Princess! Come here, my dear. Princess... This is Daniel Forrest. How do you do? Excuse me. Before I could rescue her, they had cut out her tongue. God, Lord. Mr. Forrest violated your tribe's sacred temple. They have cursed him with death. Do you feel a spell on him? She says she will test you. Why is she staring? Why doesn't she tell us? What are they doing to me? Princess Ulaka, do you feel the death breath? For God's sake, ask her to hurry. She says, if they chant the prayer of death, she cannot feel it. That means I'm free. Doc, you hear that? Let's pick up Joanne. I promised I'd tell her as soon as we found out. Do not rejoice so hastily, Mr. Forrest. This test is not conclusive. But if the princess is right, it does not mean you are safe. It means they have used an alternate plan and dispatched an avenger. Back where we started, eh? But there's still no evidence they plan to harm you. Maybe this is all wasted motion. We're taking it too seriously. What if they do? Then you're in a peculiar position, Dan. The Avenger may be a perfect stranger or anyone you've met in the past year. You'll have to be on guard against 
everyone. Even Joanne? Even Joanne. My God. It's frightening, Doc. Where are you meeting Joanne? At the low state. Uh, the theater? Yes, the great Cardona, a mentalist, is playing there. An old classmate of Joanne's. I thought he might be able to help me. I asked her to arrange an interview. Uh-oh. What's the matter? Count me in. What? I had to be sure, Dan. Now I am. You're not making sense? We're being followed. Where? Black sedan. Second car back. Can't tell who's in it. Keep your appointment with Cardona. Then go to your hotel and stay there. I'll check with you later. If they move in, it'll be tonight. I'm glad you're with me. I'm a doctor. I'm with anyone, Dan, who's fighting for his life. Cardona. How do you do? Joanne mentioned your problem. Would you step into my dressing room, please? Uh, and how have you been, Joanne? Fine, thank you. Be seated. What can I do for you, Mr. Forrest? Dan's in real trouble. He needs help, Dick. I'll do what I can. Ask me a question. I am a mentalist. All right. I think I'm being followed. Yes, you are. Who is it? That is not clear. I can't tell. Go on. Are they connected with an African native tribe? Uh, I see natives. Uh, I would say yes. What are the natives doing? They are busy. Busy? At what? Coming from a great distance. Hard to make it out. Please try, Dick. We have to know. What are they doing? Be perfectly still for a few moments. I'm quite tired, you know. Too tired, really, to perform feats of this kind. I'll concentrate once again. This time we may learn something. There is the village again. And a group of natives. They are chanting and dancing before a white temple. Yes, a white temple. The rite is called... Ah, There it fades again. What is it called? Do not interrupt is called hmm, strange name the curse of the twelve moons oh this couldn't possibly concern you Mr. Forrest I I shouldn't invade the privacy of the right what else can you see it's merely a death watch common to the natives of the jungle they're avenging themselves against an evildoer just a moment I may be able to see more let me slip into a, a deeper trance you really went into a deep one. Look how pale he is. That's dangerous. Dick, please be careful. What's he staring at? Dick, stop it. Come out of it. Uh, uh, I, I'm all right. What did you see? Joanne, do you love this man? Yes, I do. I ask you a question. My friend, I am sorry for you. For both of you. What did you see? The... Angel of death, you will die tonight. Hello? Dan, any sign yet? No, Doc. Very quiet here. Good. Now stay in that hotel room and don't let anyone in. Understand? Your life may well depend on it. Doc, the windows and doors are locked. Parakeeted. I'm sitting in the dark by the phone. If someone should get in, this 45 automatic will end his troubles. I'm across the street from your hotel at an all-night lunch counter. Your room is on the third floor. I, I can see the windows. I'll watch from here and call you back in case something does make a try for you. It's 11.30. Be careful and stay awake. I'm not likely to do anything else. Thanks, Doc. Don't let anyone in. That's very important. You've got to be realistic, Dan. We don't know who it is. I know. Good luck, my boy. Thanks. Bye, Doc. Doc's right. I'm in worse shape than a prisoner in the gas chamber. At least he knows who's going to kill him, how, and when. All I can do is sit in the dark and wait. Maybe my best friend. Anybody I've met since the trip last year. So Cinch will try to get me through someone. If it's someone I don't know, he'll come through the windows of the door. If it's someone I do, he'll phone from the lobby. Try to come up. I just have to wait see which it is. 
full moon shining through the window shade. Curse of the twelve moons. Damn those superstitions. I didn't mean to hurt them. Why can't they forgive and forget? It's primitive gangsterism. <laughs> That's it. Someone wasn't to come up. Hello? Hello? Mr. Forrest, this is Richard Cardona. I am in the lobby of your hotel. I must see you at once. I'll bet he'd like to. I'm sorry, I can't be disturbed tonight. You're going to be executed in a matter of moments. I may be able to help. Good night, Mr. Cardona. And don't try to come up. First try. He may be the one. Can't be sure. But we'll know if he knocks on that door. I'll blast him to kingdom come. I'm waiting, Mr. Cardona. We'll see who's to be executed tonight. Cardona again. Now, look, you... I have... no time to talk. I'm Professor Marinko. Princess Ulanga and I are in the lobby. I warned you. I won't listen to a thing Princess you've got... has changed her mind. The curse. You are marked for death. We are coming up. If you do, I'll kill you. Uh, that doesn't make sense. The three of them couldn't be mixed up in this. Or could they? Lord, so quiet up here. I know it's my imagination. I can almost make out headgear. Natives. Witch doctors. Watching from across the room. <laughs> Smells like leaves. Flowers. Jungle. Oh, God, it's not real. I could only turn on the light to be sure. Oh, who's that? Dan? Dan, it's Joanne. You've got to talk to me. Not Joanne, too. Can't be. Oh, God, both of them. Dan, Dan, I know you're there. Talk to me, please. We're all down here together, Dan. Don't be afraid. They're going to get you, but not through us. Not through them? Of course not. What a fool I've been. I've sealed myself in a tomb. Darling, can't you hear me? There isn't any time left. We're coming up. The killer is already in your room. Oh, already here? Of course. For God's sake, yes! Native chant of death in this room? No. Stop. I've got a gun. Go ahead, Dan. Use it. A voice. Where are you? Right here. Inside. <laughs> who, who are you? Man is really in two parts, Dan. Half Satan, half devil. You are... Commissioned to kill you. I don't believe you. It won't. I'm stronger than you. Uh, against the prayer. <laughs> You're a weak man. You should have spent more time developing your better hand. This isn't real. I, I can't be struggling with myself. I'm not the old Avenger, but the hand, the knife. <laughs> Moving towards our heart. No! just heard Macabre, a special Far East Network presentation. Tonight's story was The Avenger. In our cast were John Buey as Dr. Hale, June Elliott as Joanne, William Verdier as Dan, and Walt Sheldon as Professor Maringo. The great Cardona was Milton Radmilovich, and Airman First Class James Connolly was the hotel clerk. Technical supervision by Airman First Class Larry Dooley, with sound patterns by Airman First Class James Connolly. This is Air Force Sergeant Al LePage speaking. Macabre was written and directed by William Burdier.
Macabre comes to you each week at this time through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.